The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by real estate broker Chris Johnson. Chris, Appreciate you being here, brother. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No, absolutely. Um, actually, you want to start over? Do you want to put the phone down there? Oh. Under, under the... Is that cool? Is it off? Yeah. I okay. just want to make sure it was yeah, 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 yeah. Just right here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't even realize that. Cool. <laughs> One more time. <clears throat> How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by real estate broker, Chris Johnson. Chris, I appreciate you being here, brother. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. Um, so, Southside guy, huh? Southside, baby. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how you got started in real estate. It's been almost seven years now, huh? Uh, yep, seven years. Um, I started um, in the, uh, basically the fall of 2016. Okay. Um, yeah, and then it's going pretty well. I was at a couple different brokerages. Um, I'm with Coldwell Banker now. Um, it's going pretty great. Um, I work with a pretty solid team of management. And, um, yeah, my goal is just to great, give great service to, you know, buyers and sellers in around and around city of Chicago. What inspired you to get into uh, real estate? Uh, what really inspired me was uh, I got tired of working for people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the ability to be self-employed, have my own schedule, to do what I want to do, that was really, that's really what drove me. Now, um, what were you doing before you got into real estate? Um, well, I dabbled in real estate in my early 20s. I had a multi-unit in Logan Square before it really got popular. Uh I had a small condo on River North, uh, and so, uh, you know, I was always kind of intrigued by it. I was just really waiting for the market to go back up, and um, but I, I worked. I worked some other positions. I worked. I mean, I could tell you, I worked. I worked as a recruiting specialist. I worked as a. I worked in. I worked for BMW. I worked for Lexus. I worked. Uh, my first job was at Citibank. I had a Series Six, a '63 license. I was like in the oh, branch. Wow. Um, and um, all those were, you know, you know, decent positions, and some of them even not so good. But I think it gave me like the sales skills to, to, to fully transition into a yeah, absolutely, to a career in real estate. Yeah. Now, originally, because you grew up um, uh, in high school, at least for the, uh, the most part, uh, in, in, in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where your dad's originally from. Yeah, my dad is from Queens originally. Um, I spent my summers in the Bronx uh, because mm-hmm. he was out there at the time. And then um, he moved to the uh, Burbs. Uh, it's called Newburgh. It's right by, it's about an hour up from the Bronx, yeah. uh, from the city. So he went up there when I was about 14, 15. So I spent my high school years there, uh, made a lot of friends. And then I came back. I went to Paul, and I've been back ever since. What did you go to Paul for? Uh, communications. Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but it seems like all these uh, skills that you've, you've acquired, whether it be through school, life experience, but also work, seems to have prepared you for a, a career in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it all kind of, ironically, it all kind of c- comes together. So what for you during this time has been the most, I guess, uh, successful way that you've created relationships within real estate? Um, I think mostly just by me uh, being authentic. I think that's what helps people. Like, I mean, it's like your, your vibe represents your tribe type yeah. deal. So like everybody I keep around me is pretty solid and I can relate to them very well, um, you know, 
and we, you know, bounce different ideas off each other. You know, you got to keep positive people. Obviously, it's a tough business. A lot of people, you know, they don't understand it. It's 100% commission. They don't understand the cost involved. Yeah, right. But starting it up, they just think a lot of times it's like, you know, a million dollars, but that's not always the case. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, but it, it was, you know, and it was, it was, you know, it was definitely in the beginning, it was a, it was a transition. It was, you know, ramping up and trying to, trying to get your business to a level where it's sustainable. So I went through all of that and, um, yeah, and I was, I think I'm pretty much on the, on the up and up. Oh yeah, yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, what advice would you give yourself when you first like today, right? You today giving yourself advice seven years ago when you first got started. What would you maybe have done differently, um, or just done more of? Wow, I think I would say really to, to focus on different resources. Like I would, I would, I would say that's probably like number one. So. You know, it's, it's ironic. I don't want to uh, veer off, but uh, I was watching something, another podcast. But it was, it was they going briefly into it. It was Nipsey Hussle. He was saying like, I don't. He said I don't want to give the game on camera. Uh, but I was like, he should have gave the game on camera because he's not here anymore. You know what I mean? So I think if I could help somebody, I would say, yeah, you get four to different six lead sources uh, that you uh, expand your network. Uh, that you be authentic. Uh, that you don't be afraid to put yourself out there, and um, yeah, and don't be afraid to try to different things. It's like you know, I'm reading a book. You have to, you have to keep expanding. You know, would, so, that, so that you could, yeah, so that you could, so that you could grow. No, absolutely. Yeah. Would you say that you let fear uh, win sometimes when you first got started? Yeah, or you're doing it like uh, I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, you couldn't believe like how many times people told me like, don't do this, don't do that. Uh, I don't think that'll work. Uh, if I were you, I would stop doing this. Really? Yeah. So wow. you have to do, I think, what comes best for you, right? Yeah. What? What? Like, I guess, what helped you overcome that? When a lot of people might give in to, you know, those thoughts or or, or that advice, right? Uh, unsolicited advice most of the time. But <laughs> what, what do you have to do to get over that and 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 really persevere? But but be your biggest champion. Um. I think you just got to listen to your inner voice. I think that, like, nobody is responsible for your race but you, right? So, and what works for that person may not work for you and vice versa, right? But you don't know unless you unless you try it. So that that was my thing. It was like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to do me, period. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a world where, I mean, authenticity is obviously what you're leading with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how is that? I guess more of a challenge than oftentimes what you see in marketing that's misleading and you know it's it's the easier route right but it's not sustainable how did you find being authentic but still um being successful how did you how did you find success in being authentic this is the question um i just noticed people took to me more you know i mean people uh, clients more so i mean that's who we care about i mean i always had friends around me and, and things like that but uh, like we talk, talked about earlier, everybody doesn't like to wear a shirt and tie when they go <laughs> right, to work, right, right. even if you do real estate. I mean, that's fine. I know people that do that, and that works for some people. You know, sometimes I'll show up in Jordan. Sometimes I show up and, you know, sometimes if I feel like it, I'll throw a shirt and tie on, but that's that's just not who I am. So, uh, you know, I get my point across pretty plainly, 
and I think that really helps me a lot gets to gets to the point. Yeah, and you yeah. find that people connect with you easier because it just show up more. Yeah, like it's like when people use a lot of words and just 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 go straight to the basket. Yeah. Now, now, how have you found that the conversation has changed ever since? You know, especially post COVID, because COVID it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew that it was a housing shortage. Everybody wanted it. You know, mm-hmm. wanted housing and buying, and um, it was a buyer's a seller's market, right? Mm-hmm. Now. With, with interest rates having gone down and people a little more uh, you know, reserved or, or conservative with that, how have you changed your conversation to, to get people to feel more comfortable with real estate and buying right now versus waiting and continuing to rent even? Well, um, I don't like to like lead with fear, no matter like what it is that I decide to do. So, you know, my job is if you're like fearful, then maybe I'm not like the person for you, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Because I need to get to people that are really trying to buy and sell the quickest way possible. So, uh, you know, there's always people looking to do transactions. There's always uh, people that have a life event, whether that be marriage, divorce, death, you know. So, uh, or they just need to just outgrow their space. So, uh, I think a lot, of, especially in the Chicago market, like I know like on the coast, like people are feeling it. But... You know, um, yes, some people obviously overbought in the past couple of years, and that's what it'd be at. But then they got, but they got interest rate at two point eight to three percent. Yeah, um, I think you know because it is the Midwest. We know we haven't set, had these wild price swings like New York or Miami or California. Yeah, so it's crazy out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think so. I think all, all in all, it, it'll it'll be fine. I mean. You know, it's like this the yin and the yang. Like I was reading an article and it said a quarter of agents in Chicago dropped out wow. of real estate altogether. Yeah. yeah. You know, but also I mean, too, it's a tough industry as it is, but Yeah, I mean I, I, I get it, but also too, like a quarter of transactions go go down when it went down. So right. I mean it all kinda evens itself out. For sure, for yeah. sure. And now you started off investing. How much of that do you try to make available to your clients, right? Because, I mean, obviously you need a house and, and that's one thing. You need a home, you need somewhere to live. But how, how much are you seeing an uptick in people wanting to invest or even cr- getting creative about investing in real estate? A lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, I think I, I think people, you know, it's like I was having a conversation with somebody. I mean, if you don't come from a, you don't have a trust or if you your parents didn't set you up <laughs> with a lot of money, like if if you don't start investing in something, whether that be a stock portfolio, whether it be real estate, if you don't start to do that, then you're gonna have a pretty tough time. It, unless you just plan on you know living off Social Security, you know, right? Which you know some people are cool with that, and that's fine. You know what I mean? But you know, I mean that's just not the way I want to do things. So that's what I tell people, you know. But I I I'm, I don't try to push my agenda. Hmm. On, like some people, are like, hey, I just want to buy this one condo and I'm I'm dying it, you know. <laughs> totally happened, fine. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, so. what got you interested in investing? Who like was it? Somebody? Was it something that that happened or that you saw? What 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 drew you to to wanting to throw your money in real estate? Um, yeah, well. Like I said, it's kind of ironic. It kind of all ties back together. Like, um, I had a death in the family. I had a small mm-hmm. inheritance, um, and then I was talking it over uh, with my dad. Ironically, he was like, "You know, um, you should take that money. You should buy a piece of property." You know, and I did that. You know, and it went fine. I mean, I had it for. I, I mean, I made money off of it. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is always good. Uh, but you know, I, I made a few mistakes. You know, maybe I maybe I should have kept it longer. 
I probably would have made more. But, I mean, that's the beauty of life, right? So now I got to have another opportunity to do it again and do it bigger. Yeah. So uh, I can take those experiences. And that's the thing about trying different things. Even if it doesn't come out okay, it always it always be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as long yeah. as you're here, it's okay. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah, always yeah. ways to figure it out. Yeah. So, so what advice do you give to you know first time investors when because of your experience, right? Where mm-hmm. how do you approach investing versus um, someone actually living in the home they're buying? Um, I would say it's just it's it's almost the same. All right. I mean, location is is key. Location, the vision that you have for the property. Yeah. The vision that you have for the area. And uh, but the only d- big difference is, I mean, with investment property, you could scale it. You could say, I want to, I need X amount of money for rent, and I need to invest in these renovations. With a condo or a single family home, you're pretty much stuck, you know. So it just a matter it depends on how that person wants to scale it. For sure. Yeah. And now, also one of the things that um, I'm interested in is your take on is you've been. This is your third uh, brokerage, right? Mm-hmm. So one. What was it about moving from brokerage to brokerage? And was it because you hear a lot about it in, in careers, right? Where staying in one place for too long, you don't get promoted. And but but in, in real estate, it's a little bit different. What was the catalyst for you wanting to seek different brokerages and, and kind of just, well, yeah, I, I guess let answer that. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, so the main thing that had me um, is these different relationships that I built. So, uh, you know, the first time I made a jump, uh, uh, it was, I mean, they had a bigger brand. Um, it was, you know, and and they all, I mean, once you start to make a few dollars, I mean, they, they all have different packages that they mm-hmm. offer people. Gotcha. Uh, but that's not, that's not the reason why, reason why I jump. It's, it's really the opportunity in, in front of me. And then the biggest question I have is who's going to support me the best? Who's going to help me grow my business? You know what I mean? And so, you know, I feel like, you know, now I feel like I have a partner that's invested in my success as opposed to, you know, tell as many homes as you can, you work for me, and take it. You know what I mean? And, and that's it. You know what I mean? And when you say you've had that in the past as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, some. I mean, you know, I, I've definitely I've definitely seen a difference as I've, you know, gotten ahead of my career and I'm, I'm still getting started. But I think that a lot of times, you know, you – my my thing is that are are you willing to help me go to the next level? That's the question. Is this a is this a move that that is it a, is it an uptick? Yeah. And if it's not, if I can't answer that, then it doesn't make sense for me to go. And what's the biggest takeaway that you could say from having been to and gotten the experience on the different brokerages? Like, what what would you say is the biggest takeaway? Is it more so just finding what you're looking for, or does each really bring something that you can take away and, and apply in the next? Um, well, like you said, I mean, if, if I stayed at the same place, then I wouldn't I, w- I wouldn't know this person. I mm-hmm. wouldn't know that person. I wouldn't even know how it, different it is if I just basically stayed at one place. So, you know, you get to see the pluses and the minuses, and it gives you a bigger, a bigger, broader base. I think, you know, uh, some places are more uh, CEO-driven, leader-driven. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, you have a lot of a lot of brokers that believe in the ownership or they believe in whoever, and that's fine. I mean, you know, it, I, it's like the Jim Jones effect, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, you know, I mean, I, I get it. There's n- there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but, you know, that one person, no matter who it is, they own the company, right. you know what I right. mean? I think now I work for a corporation, and I think 
believe it or not, I think it kind of works works a little works a little better works a little better for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then now that you know, been in it for seven years, you you establish yourself. You're obviously on the up and up. How have you changed in terms of the way you market yourself? Because in the beginning, when you're hungry, you're out there, you know, chasing things, and you'll take kind of what comes your way. Then as you get a little more seasoned, a little more selective, right? Mm. How have you changed then, or what's your strategy going into 2023 um, for growing your business? Uh, you know, my strategy is obviously, you know, you always got to reach out. You know, you always got to reach, reach out and touch the people that you obviously service homes with. But it's like a, a so it's like a motivational speaker I, I listen to a lot. Well, his name, I listen to him every now and then. His name is Les Brown, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the good things he said was that, you know, and when things start to get bad, that's when you expand. So, you know, you don't you don't decrease things because, you know, you see, you know, you wanna you wanna increase your visibility. You wanna increase your aspen. You wanna because as we just said, there's a lot of people dropping out of the business. 100%. So you could pick up that market share. Hundred percent. Right. So what does that vision look like going into the second chapter of your career? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm in the process of figuring it out. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, obviously I want to get bigger. There's obviously room for me to grow. I don't need to sell every house in the city of Chicago. You know what I mean? You know, I want to have it. I look at it like, like at it like life is like a dashboard. So I need to have everything even, you know. I mean, there's obviously some things you can't help. But I, I need to have a nice balance in order for me to really be you know, grounded spiritually, physically, mentally. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And talk to me a little bit about that, because that was going to be my next question: is that that balance of life and and work and and career, business. That how do you, how do you maintain your sanity? How do you recharge? And and you know what have you learned about you specifically that um, that you I guess know yourself better to be able to to recharge and show up as your best self. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I think you know. Obviously, working out, having a schedule, you know. You got a morning uh, workout guy? Yeah, I'm yeah. a morning workout guy. Sometimes I play basketball, even though I'm, I'm starting to age, so it's starting to show, yeah. So I uh, meet up with a group of guys, like, you know, 6 in the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, sometimes, like today, I did yoga. So, you know, it just, it just all depends, I think. You know, for me, you know, you have to have, you have to carve that alone time for yourself. You know, because you'll get, and then you have to be focused. Because if you're not, then your other things that don't matter will will, will tend to throw you away. The, the more laser focused you are, the better. How much of what you see in as you invest in yourself and you develop those positive habits does it translate into your business where things get better because you're getting better? It's the same thing. It's like less is more. I think. Yeah. Once you decide what you're not going to do, is when it's not like you don't get more successful by doing everything you know it's about doing a few different things well and great i like that i like yeah. that um no and you know obviously doing something well because you show up with with this attitude this confidence that i, I think in, in a lot of these times people get get nervous right they worry about it how do you overcome those things that you can't control in the environment with when it comes to the interest rates when it comes to just the way the market is how do you keep showing up and getting excited about it um, yeah, so I think, you know, you're responsible for your own happy, happiness, you know, no matter who, you know. So my happiness doesn't revolve around, you know, family members. 
relationships. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, like, and I'm, I think that comes from me being an only child. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had to kind of, had to make my own fun. I had to find my own friends. Now, these people give me joy or whatnot, but I'm totally comfortable sitting in a room, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that that's kind of the main the main thing, you know? Well, uh, all good advice. And, and you know, <laughs> everything from the business side to the personal side, you know, I appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. um, a little bit about you, too. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to get to know you better and see what 2023 has in store for you. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming in, Chris. And I'm in. It's awesome, brother. brother. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.